0: uh ryan's having technical technical difficulties so please stand by while you, you are stuck with me and devin
1: alan i have a question yes did you did you did you listen to us with dune yesterday last week
0: i tuned in for a little bit of it
1: did you watch dune because i know you said you might no. watch it in comment no no I you did still not. didn't i no. did not know did, did we sell I like, you on I like
0: dune? no <laughs> <laughs> no you did not um
1: oh. Go
0: ahead. Let's pause here. We're going yeah. to start this again because this is just right, a disaster. It. Just um, backwards. Backwards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's talk about movies. Huh. This is Kenny for my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what?
0: Everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Devin. And wow, it's been a day. Uh, (laughs) Technical difficulties out the wazoo. Um, uh, Ryan will join us shortly, hopefully. Uh, Yeah. But at at Uh, least you hear me now, though.
1: That's all that matters.
0: Third third time's the charm. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to start off the show. We start off the show every week talking about things that we watch in pop culture uh, so before we get into today's main topic, the Father of the Bride film starring Steve Martin and Martin Short, we're going to talk about things we saw in pop culture this past week. Um, Devin, you forgot to tell me which plays you saw. So tell me about the plays you saw.
1: I keep forgetting about that. So I saw two plays this week. Uh, the first one was As You Like It, uh, which I saw at the Shakespeare Globe, which was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I, It's one of those where when you see Shakespeare done well, it all kind of clicks, right? When you read Shakespeare, it's a little bit heady. It's a little bit hard to get through. It's hard to kind of parse what they mean sometimes because Shakespeare just invents words. But when you see like a proper Shakespeare comedy on stage done well by people who clearly care about the material and understand that it kind of needs modernized a little bit, phenomenal. I'd recommend it to anyone. Uh, And the other one I saw was Mike Birbiglia as the old man in the pool, which he's so good, He's like, he he keeps, I saw him in Pennsylvania, I saw him in Los Angeles, and I saw him here. And three very different shows, but he just keeps getting better. Like, he is so good at telling a story and weaving in jokes and bringing this really emotional core to his stand-up. It's just, it's phenomenal. It's so good.
0: Do you classify what he does as stand-up, or is it a one-man show? I'd say
1: it's more of a one-man show, to be entirely honest, because... It's just a big, just a big story he tells the whole time. I don't know what that was.
0: It, 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 it's it's one of those nights, like yeah, man. I'm waiting but for I, this poster to fall behind me. So it,
1: if nobody saw my mic, just dropped. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> what a
0: disaster! What um, a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, have you seen uh, any of his movies?
1: I saw come. I saw Sleepwalk with me.
0: Okay. I don't and think I, Ryan has. I feel like that's one he would enjoy.
1: We we have to do that one. Yeah, and
0: he's been was, on my list for a while.
1: Oh, good. He was the dad in something I watched too unexpectedly that we watched on the podcast.
0: What he was he wa- the dad in? He was in Trainwreck. Was it that? I I don't know what else he was in.
1: I it it wasn't Trainwreck because I haven't seen Trainwreck still. Okay. No, I have, it was train wreck. That was it. Yep. I've yeah. seen train wreck. He was like yep, the, the
0: brother-in-law.
1: That was exactly um, it. Yep.
0: Okay. Ryan is working on his uh, technical issues on his end. So uh, with that, we're going to uh, talk about the latest star Wars show that Devin hasn't seen, but I'm going to, I'm going to mm-hmm. continue to try to sell him on this. Okay. Uh, good. And that, that is Ahsoka, starring Rosario Dawson. Um. Devin, why haven't you watched Ahsoka again? Remind the people at home.
1: So, really two reasons. The first reason is that I didn't watch Rebels. And I feel like Rebels is definitely something you need to watch because it continues her story. And I think this takes place after that. Mm -hmm. So, I have homework to do before I watch it. The second one is, and I'm going to be a little honest, I'm a little bit burnt out on Star Wars stuff. Like, I I couldn't get through all of Andor. I barely got through Kenobi.
0: Okay. Kenobi is one thing, Andor. uh, You need to watch all of Andor. Like, okay, this is some of the best Star Wars since Andor, and Andor some of the best Star Wars since Rogue One.
1: Okay, I need to re I need to revisit Rogue One. Keep in mind because I don't like it.
0: Don't you don't like Rogue? Oh yeah, that's right. Watch Andor. (laughs) Don't don't rewatch Rogue One. Okay, just watch Andor because it all leads to Rogue One. It'll give you okay. a new appreciation for Rogue One, because um, I've seen
1: like Episode One of Andor, and it's just fine.
0: You like... have to you have to watch it in three episode chunks. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. And now that we're talking about Andor, two words: Andy Serkis. Um,
1: is he in that? hmm Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So you have you have to watch Andor to get to him.
1: Okay. Okay. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um But sell me on Ahsoka. Like sell me okay. on, on why have this you, show ha, is good.
0: Have you watched Clone Wars? I know you said you yes. didn't watch Rebels. You okay, so you I watched have. Clone Wars, so you're familiar with Ahsoka. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um spoilers for Ahsoka episode five. Because okay. they did a thing um where Ahsoka meets her former master in a place called the World Between Worlds. So pretty much Anakin Skywalker's force ghost and he, oh. he's like, I got one more lesson to teach you snips and they revisit the clone wars. And so you could see young Ahsoka in live action with Anakin oh. Skywalker in the costumes from the clone wars. Um, And you mentioned a moment that you saw from this episode where it's yeah. Anakin walking into fog. And you said that, what did you say the, the caption said for that moment?
1: This is the best. There, this might be the single best shot in Star Wars. So, this is the caption I saw.
0: So, that caption, this Mm -hmm. I'm going to set the scene for you. So, Ahsoka wakes up in the Clone Wars. Like, this is the Clone Wars. He's like, yeah, no kidding. And walks off into battle. As he's walking off into battle and there's explosions in front of him, there's a flash and you just see the silhouette of Darth Vader. And Uh,
1: ah, that's very cool.
0: So, if that's not enough to get you to watch it.
1: Can I just watch um, this episode? I, can, I just
0: may- like, can I hop maybe, in a five? Maybe. Like, if you've seen The Clone Wars, you'll definitely appreciate it. You'll probably be a little bit lost on the world between worlds, but who isn't? I've i I've watched <laughs> Rebels, and I still don't completely understand what it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. I, I highly recommend it. I Once we're done with this, I'm probably going to go rewatch it. Um, oh, Wow. And the other thing that I want to sell you on with Ahsoka is Ahsoka has become a stand-in for a character from another franchise that I know you like. And I don't know if I want to tell you what it is, but I want you to watch this episode and I'm going to be, once you tell me you watch this episode, I'm going yeah, to yeah. send you one message and mm-hmm. I you're going to know exactly what I mean.
1: Really? So yes. she's a stand-in for another character in another. They, they, they do show. a thing
0: that's symbolic from another franchise. I'm like, oh, okay. I see what
1: they're doing there. Um, is it is it Kyrian Culkin from Secession?
0: <laughs> is no, that but it, it is not. <laughs> uh, it's Darn. not that Roman Empire. Um, Darn. So, yeah, I I I feel like there's a um there's a very you reference that they they make that I think you'll appreciate. So Okay, good.
1: Where would you rate Ahsoka in terms of like all the new Star Wars stuff that comes out? So we'll 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 exclude like the the movies, like the big numbered ones, but in terms of any of the TV shows Di- that of the out, Disney like... Plus
0: is better than Boba Fett? Mandalorian? I'd say it's on par with Mando seasons 1 and 2. I like okay. 3, so it, it it's about even with Mando. It's not as good as Andor. It's better than Kenobi. I, okay. As much as I, I love moments of Kenobi, it just kind of dragged on. This show, once yeah. it gets to what it's doing, uh, makes it worth it. Okay. Right. Looks like Ryan's coming back, so we're back. Hey, on. there hey, he is. There he is
1: dancing. Um,
0: so I, I'd say it's higher tier Disney Plus Star Wars, um, okay. where like. Kenobi's like mid-tier and then Book of Boba Fett's like the last um yeah yeah okay I agree based off what I came into yeah (laughs) that's basically what you came into
1: I mean yeah he he spoiled a little bit of episode five for me and said that this is probably some of the best Star Wars that we've gotten so far I told I
0: I I told him he could watch just episode five and be fine you think so
1: I mean
3: if you're looking for how much of the Clone Wars did you watch all of it. Uh, okay, watch episode five. Mm-hmm. That'll be like your. That'll be like putting your toe in the pool, to see if you like the temperature. Okay. Um. And and if you like that temperature, um, then go
1: watch Rebels. Go
3: watch. Re- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is okay. So hold on. I watched Clone Wars, but I skipped all of the droid episodes and all of the Jar Jar Binks episodes. Is there a watch of Rebels that's like that where I can I skip mean, like
3: how, <laughs> how many Jar Jar Binks episodes are there? Like three.
1: Like three. Basically, if you Google what are essential Clone Wars episodes, they'll point you at like five per season there, and go watch those.
0: There oh is God. a playlist on Disney Plus of Ahsoka centric episodes of Rebels. Oh, I would okay. watch those if mm-hmm. you don't want to commit to the whole show and mm-hmm. the finale of Rebels. The last okay. the last episodes and then watch all of Ahsoka. OK, so it's a little that's, bit of a le- less of a com- less of a commitment for you. Um but I think you could if you don't want to do that first, you can watch episode five and then go back. Okay. The machete order of Ahsoka and Rebels. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, and then you have um, people
3: like me that are just gonna tell you to go watch Rebels. <laughs> and <then you're> gonna
1: <laughs> yeah, I I just feel like Rebels is a bit of a slow burn. Yeah. Okay. Start. But you
3: like slow burns. That's true. Just uh,
0: being a pain. So
3: <laughs> uh
0: ryan you had elemental do you want to talk about that briefly before we move on to today's main topic
3: yeah yeah so um i know it didn't do well in theaters uh my wife and i have always enjoyed the previews for it so we decided to watch it last night i really enjoyed it it is what it appears to be it is a movie with a social message to it Mm -hmm. um it lighthearted. it is fun um they did a lot of work putting this world together that these elements live in i highly recommend it i mean it it's it it's good i mean are there movies that do what this movie does better story-wise yes but this movie's cute and it's fun so i
1: recommend it
0: all right yeah this movie's gotten a little bit of legs since it left theaters so
1: i wonder why there was so much like not hate for it, but people just like ambivalence towards it.
0: The, the box office this whole summer was kind of down.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know if that's because of the strikes and people not being able to advertise stuff or, or what, but yeah, like all of, all of the box office numbers are down. It was a weird summer for the box office.
3: I have, I have strong opinions about why that is, but I'll, I'm not going <laughs> to get into
1: that. <laughs> we'll do a separate, a Fair separate enough. bit. Devin in the chat,
0: uh, romana versus the game asks why do you not like rogue one
1: why do i not like rogue one yeah yeah all right <laughs> so i don't like rogue one because they have this really cool plot for a movie and then they hide it behind 30 minutes of song unnecessary saw guerrera no, no like, they don't no, they, they do 100 percent. No, they, they do. don't they're like you don't like, No, we i gotta go you steal do. the death star plants Hold on. This this Go is on.
3: why you need to watch Rebels because he comes up in not just Clone Wars, he comes up in Rebels as well. Yeah. He is a very important person in the uh in in the rebel fight against the empire and he is a linchpin between the like I guess you would call moderate rebels and yeah. like the extreme rebels. He's that bottom basement of like the, you know, like th- Throw and, a Moggletov cocktail through a window person.
1: And, and you know what? I, I can totally understand that. I think part of it was my introduction to Sagarera was Rogue One. I went, "Oh, he's basically Darth Vader, but for the good guys, they're showing how the good guys could basically make a Darth Vader and what the dangers are of that. I can't wait for him to fight Darth Vader and for it to be both a symbolic and a literal battle. That's gonna be really interesting. Oh, he died in a sandstorm. No, no. Okay. See, uh, tune in next week where we talk about report, Rogue yeah.
0: One.
3: <laughs> if you would have, if you would have seen, if you, if you would have seen even the Clone Wars episode, I want mean, to, I want no to put a pin in this. we we'll are <laughs> we're,
0: we're going to have to do Rogue One again and make Devin rewatch okay. it. And tell him. I'm totally fine wrong. with that. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, that makes sense because next week uh, the creator comes out, which is from the director of Rogue One. Oh, then we got to do it next. Okay, perfect. Um, So, yeah, that'll be next week. So, yay, Star Wars. Um, Now on to something completely different. (laughs) Father of the Bride. Uh, So, uh, the reason we're doing Father of the Bride parts one, two, three in the SNL sketch uh, all of it a lot of it there's a lot of followers, a lot of stuff um, the internet decided to ask the question is Martin short funny somebody wrote a op-ed piece where they just tore Martin shorts whole career a new one and said he's not funny uh, what? and then and then Luke Skywalker himself see it still ties into Star Wars uh, came in and was like no Martin shorts hysterical shut up um, yeah. <laughs> so sorry, I'm mad about this. So the reason I w- we're talking about this is father of the bride was my introduction to not only Martin short, but Steve Martin. Uh, these movies yeah. were something that I watched. Uh, my mom watched when I was a kid. So th- this is my introduction to their style of comedy, them as a comedic duo. Um, and so we're going to talk about these films and then the career of Martin short and, established by the end of this episode, hopefully is Martin short. Funny. Good,
1: good, 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 good. good. So
0: we're going to start off with the uh, first father of the bride, starring Martin short, Diane key and, and Steve Martin. Um, Ryan, you've seen these films before. Devin has not Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan. What is your history with these films?
3: These films I saw in passing when I was growing up, they weren't really on either of my parents like favorite movie list. Uh, my dad was always a big Steve Martin fan, um, but like, you know, SNL, Steve Martin and, uh, man with two brains, Steve Martin, that was my introduction to him. Um, and then these movies were just kind of like, oh, there's a Steve Martin movie on, but we would never like finish it or we <sighs> catch it in like the middle and then watch all the way through. It wasn't until I met Kristen that we, that I actually got to watch these movies all the way through. Um... I mean, I like them. Um, I would still, though, pick like The Jerk Man or The Man of Two Brains, movies like that to watch prior on my own to then watching like these right away.
0: Yeah. I think the other reason I chose these ones is weddings have been on my mind a lot lately. Uh, tomorrow's my wedding anniversary. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and my brother's getting married. In two weeks, so next weekend, next weekend, yeah, next weekend. Holy cow! Um, wow. Yeah. So weddings have been on the mind lately, on my mind lately. So uh, figure this is a good way to, to, to get that out of my system. So, Devin, uh, this was your first watch of Father of the Bride. What did you think of the film?
1: Alan, I have a confession to make. Yes.
0: You've seen we this movie Father before. We did Father of
1: the Bride. We did Father of the Bride on this podcast. Did we? We did it on our. Uh, 1991 triple feature.
0: Episode. Ah, we did, didn't we?
1: But, and and I didn't realize it until I started watching it and went, this looks very familiar. And then Romana found the episode and sent me the proof thing. So that's See, why I dug so deep into this.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. the, so we've talked about that before. Go back and listen to our 1991 episode. You can skip that <laughs> graphic. Uh, let's move on to Father the Bride Part 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So Real quick, just yeah since we since we have reviewed it before, um uh, yeah, yeah. having rewatched them both for this, mm-hmm. um, Father of the Bride is a very heartwarming film. Mm-hmm. Um I think Steve Martin is a great leading man, plays a father very well. Um I think Franck is a very interesting choice of a character. I wanna for, talk about, I want to talk short. about him. Yeah. Um and I meant to send you guys a clip, uh, but I forgot. But yeah, of the two films, Father of the Bride 1 is not my favorite. No, same.
1: Exactly the same. I like two so much better.
0: Brian, how about you?
3: Honestly, I'm kind of on the fence with either one of them. I think okay. I like them both kind of e- equally, mainly because the first one reminds me. There's a point in this movie in the first one that reminds me and I don't think I talked about this when we did the triple feature because I don't think we had time um, that reminds me of a freakout my dad had once at a car dealership <laughs> um, was it with so, the buns? yeah uh, yeah. so when he Steve Martin has like he's like he's, like he snapped and he's mm-hmm. like taking the buns out of the hot dog packages yeah. and he does that whole thing so this was before my parents bought uh, our third car and, like, my dad had a car from, like, 88, 89 that he used for, like, he, he didn't want to get rid of. So, like, we needed to get, like, a second car that wasn't, like, meant for, like, long-distance travel. So, mm-hmm. that's why we're looking for another one. And he just been, like, I'd been with him all day from one dealership to another. And he'd be looking at one car and looking at this and looking at what like the MSRP is supposed to be, then like not finding it because the dealers were marking up the cars and putting features in it that he didn't want. Mm
0: -hmm. And he just
3: had enough. And then my mom got home and she wanted to go out and look for cars too. And he's like, I don't want to. And she said, no, but there's a dealership you didn't go to. So we went. And it was a Saturn dealership. And my dad got out and he looked at a a Saturn SUV and he walked over to it and the the salesman saw us park and walked out. And my dad turned around and said, you sons of you mark everything up this is ridiculous the msrp is supposed to be this but you add all this crap in here that nobody wants and mark this stuff up and make it the only choices on the lot and he was like turning red and then the guy's like sir sir calm down calm down and he like got other people to come out to talk to my dad and then he came out with a pamphlet and i could hear the guys like i think you should leave and gave my dad a pamphlet for the suv and we went right home oh wow
2: (laughs)
0: Ooh. That's fantastic! Um, <laughs> wow, wow, that, it, it, was that, it was
1: great. Well, so it was a great. Time. So, Brian, you bring up a good point. I related yeah. to Steve Martin's character more in the first one than I did in the second one. There yeah. were definite mm-hmm. moments that Steve Martin's character went through that I went, "I've done that. That's been me." So, <laughs>
0: there, there's something interesting when ha- that happens when you watch part one, you watch the first one, and then part two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a sh- there's a, a paradigm shift. Whereas the first one's a straightforward, like romantic, almost like a romantic comedy, like it, it's a mm-hmm. heartwarming family story. For some reason, and I think it just play to play up to the strengths of Steve Martin and Martin Short. Part two is just all physical comedy. And I yeah, think is. that's why I like this. Like originally I like when I was like, I want to just do father of the bride part two. I like that one, but we haven't done one, so I I'm glad that we, I can just re rename this whole episode. Part of the bride part two. Oh, perfect. Um, um, the physical comedy in this is some of the best. And there are moments in this that me and my siblings quote, like every family dinner, like, Please pass the rolls, and then one of us passes out. Like usually, me, pretend pa- to <laughs> pass out on the table. Um, yeah, it, for me, it's the it's the physical comedy of this. Like it's Steve Martin, like freaking out about Eugene Levy trying to knock down the house. It's mm. the whole f- going to the hospital for the last time. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> um, that's what made me appreciate these guys as comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, What are your thoughts, Devin and Ryan?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see what you're talking about. And I think the thing I liked about this movie more is that they had more time to play off of each other. In Father of the Bride 1, Martin Short was the wedding planner and that was kind of it and he was relocated to the scenes. It makes sense for a wedding planner to be in and and that was fine. But in this one, like he's like part of the family. Like he's with the family while they're holding their newborn children. Like Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, grandpa, grandma, grandpa, father,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Martin Short's character for some reason. And they make him a really big part of it. And it's, I mean, parts of it did genuinely make me laugh more so than the first one, which I was like, I appreciate the joke that he's telling here. This one actually, especially for me, the, I don't know what he does at home with them all day. And it like hard cuts to them doing like sizing in the living room. It's... (laughs) It's so good, like hello he, like,
3: <laughs> like he 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 goes from being someone they hire to help them out on something, mm-hmm. and then you just like you kind of assume that like that's how Martin Short's character is with everyone. And then in the yeah. second movie, it's more like he's becoming a family friend. Like, yeah. this is more than just them hiring him to, like, build on the nursery, which they do. But, like, Steve Martin goes to, like, of naming their child, Frank, Frank if it's a boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it it gets to that point, And that's really cool. It's just, I'm, I love to hate steve martin's character in the first one and i think that's why i rate them both at the same like level like i love that his character annoys me so much of being the over protective dad and then it's him like learning to stop being that person yeah, And I love seeing where where he begins the movie and where he ends the movie on the first one. And to me, that whole experience is as enjoyable to watch as the physical comedy from the second one.
0: Okay. Here's, here's
1: what made the first one stick with me and why I was so related to the first one is because, Alan, I want to know if this has happened to you. Have you ever been Steve Martin in that situation where one of your sisters brings home a guy and you're just like, never good enough for my sister. And like, you know, I know who your your sisters are collectively married to. I don't suspect you would have had it with them. But like, if there were any boyfriends in the past or anything like that, like, have you ever had that feeling? Because, you know, I've had it 100% with mine. Where I'm like, never good enough for my sister. And like, I've had that same feeling that Steve Martin has made me relate to his character right away.
0: I think I'm always a little bit like, weary at first but i've been lucky enough that my brother-in-laws are both awesome
1: they are though
0: and my future sister-in-law um because my brother's getting married next week um that uh i like it it's like what's going on here okay you're cool like it's very it's very quick quick. into into that so um but i can see my dad being a little bit of steve martin (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah um
3: yeah i can't relate to that specifically
0: and the three of us can't really relate to the whole being a father in our 40s thing either no uh at least not yet because none of us are in our 40s um uh got i've
1: got two years i've got two (laughs) years you're sprinting there ryan yeah um
0: (laughs) So the whole premise of this is that his, the, the, daughter, the daughter who gets married in the first one is, ha- is having a baby. So George Banks is becoming a grandfather and then has like a midlife, midlife crisis, versus. dyes his hair. It's like the Aww. one of two times you see Steve Martin with dark hair on the on screen ever um, because that man aged horribly in the 70s uh, and has had straight away gray hair as long as I've been alive. Cause I was born in 91 and that's why we did the 91 episode. Now that you reminded mm. me of it. Um, <laughs> so the, the movie deals with that. And then that leads to him and his wife expecting a child because, Oh, now there's two buns in the oven um, and hijinks ensue, which is just, a ridi- it's a ridiculous premise.
1: I wasn't ready for that. Right. I didn't know what this was about. And just assumed it was just about the daughter getting pregnant. I didn't see the other, twi- I guess, twist, or Devin didn't read the description. Didn't see <laughs> the other part of it coming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It. it I was doing some research on it. it. Diane Keaton almost refused to do it because it's such an outlandish thing, given her age like that she's expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were able to convince her to come back has she not come back they were were gonna have the characters get divorced because she couldn't handle his uh his stubbornness anymore (laughs) and then he was gonna he was gonna get his new wife girlfriend pregnant and do it that way wow i think it works i i I think from a, a family story standpoint it's better with the mother and the daughter going through mm-hmm. it together. Cause you get that moment where the daughter's like, I thought you were kidding. I, th- I thought it was just another joke. Like when dad dyed his hair, like, <laughs> you, you get moments like that. So, yeah.
3: So, yeah, I, I made myself sad when I was doing my research for this movie.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: Why? Wow. Um, so remember when he's getting his hair dyed and this is perfect. Cause this is the, this is the exact scene. And he's asking the lady, you know, like, who he's younger than and they're like well like you're younger than jack nicholson by seven years and then she says and you're younger than bill or he says i'm younger than bill clinton by like 38 days and then it was like oh that's enough i'm younger that's all that counts Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking to myself like i wonder what celebrities i'm like just a year younger than you know within a year time frame so like four months five months ten months you know like younger Okay. So my brain goes, okay. So I need to look up for celebrities that are one year younger than me. And my brain, my dyslexic brain, went flippy. And I decided to look up celebrities from um, that were born in 1986. Okay. Uh, Okay. So I I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so like I'm looking at the list, and it's like Megan Fox, Robert Patterson, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm like younger than some of these. And then I looked up and I'm like, oh, crap. I looked up celebrities from 1986. So I looked up celebrities from um, uh, from 1984. Okay. So those are all and, celebrities
0: you're older older than.
3: Well, yeah. Uh, no, okay. So it, it was them I looked up first. See, I can't keep my head straight. It was <laughs> them I looked up first. It was people uh-huh. that I was older than that I looked up first. Um
0: so I just looked up no, yeah. I just looked up celebrities who were born the year after me. Ironically, uh-huh. the first one on the list is Selena Gomez. Go figure. Uh, uh,
1: that's funny. We'll
0: be talking yeah. about her later on in the show.
3: So yeah. So I looked up these people and I'm like, oh no, hang on a second. I'm 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 older than all of them. So oh, yeah. I looked up the ones that I was younger than. So then I looked up people born in nineteen eighty four. And it was like Mandy Moore, Olivia Wilde, Prince Harry, Katy Perry. And this all made me kind of sad because some of these people I thought were either way older or way younger than what I thought there were. And -hmm. then that's when I did that, uh, that like saving private Ryan morph where Matt Damon turns (laughs) into an old man standing at the grave. Um, yeah. So I made myself feel worse by, by doing that by accident. Like, I don't,
1: even Lady Gaga, I'm older than. Here's the deal. I, I don't ever love the whole, like... Because I've, I've had this a bit when I was in Los Angeles where people were like, how old are you? 32? You know, the Beatles released all of their albums by the time that they were 30. What are you doing with your life? Or like, oh, 32. At that point in his career, Steve Martin was already selling out auditoriums full of people. What are you doing? I hate that. I really hate that. Like, you, you everyone's know, got you, their own path, man.
0: You know what you say when... um. When they bring up Steve Martin like that, and like he did so much more, that you, you just look at them and go, "Well, excuse me."
1: <laughs> okay, that I Steve just tell them I don't
3: care about that.
1: <laughs> listen, that Steve Martin doesn't really come out in these movies, does he? Like, if I'm looking strictly at Father of the Bride or Father of the Bride Two, I think the funnier of the two, and probably because Steve Martin's largely playing the straight man. But I think the funnier of the two is Martin Short here. Mm-hmm. Like, to go back to our original question, I think he's funny in this.
0: Yeah, the the Frank character, the dynamic changes a bit. And I think, I I, I was trying to find the interview that I, I saw about this, uh, because with all of the dialogue about, is Martin Short funny? Like, Frank has come up a lot, because... And even in the SNL skit, they're like, he's doing an accent. That's still okay, right? Like, we're going to say it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I'm going to say it's okay because it's ambiguous enough that, and and the reason behind the accent is the the joke with Franck in the first one is Nina and Annie can understand everything he's saying, and George just can't. Uh, because he's so focused on the money side of things like that's the joke like everyone else understands what he's saying except for george Mm -hmm. by the time you get to the second one george kind of understands him a little bit like it's kind of like he's speaking droid and understands it or or he's groot and the the more you're around groot the more you become the family um so that's the joke is that he doesn't understand him because he's not in on it like he's not Yeah. Part of that circle of we're planning the wedding. But when George is the one who invites him in to plan the wedding shower and build the baby suite, like that's when he brings him into the family. And that's when he starts becoming Uncle Frank. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's an interesting way. Like the, the fact that he's not defending the character, but explain, like he takes the time to explain the choices that they made for the character. Yeah. Um, says a lot about the work that they put into it. Like, it, there, there is effort put in there. So it's like we're gonna do an accent just to make a, just to make accent. Like it's right. like it's there's a reason for it. My I, have, I do a horrible franck and I'm, I apologize. It was good. No.
3: Yeah. yeah well, well, that and it, it's ambiguous. And as far as I'm concerned, because I can't find anything that says any different, is that the foreign language that he speaks is completely made up? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. even when you watch this with subtitles, it just says speaking foreign language. Exactly. It doesn't give you like, you know, Dutch or something. Like no. it's just a full, it's just gibberish.
1: My favorite yeah. part was I looked at, I literally googled what accent is he doing because Roman and I were having this thing when we were watching it where I was like he's doing like a like a Hungarian or like a like in in you know like a an Icelandic accent and she's like no, he's clearly doing German. This is a German accent. So I googled what accent is he doing. One goes, "Oh, his over the top German accent." And then the next article down was Oh, his over-the-top French accent, and I'm like, yeah, he's not doing any of them. Like yeah. he's just yeah. doing vaguely. It's European. all of them in a
0: blender. Yeah, it
1: is. It is
0: set to, set to high. Um, yeah, it's all of them. It's it's such a mess that you can't make sense of it, and that's the joke. So,
1: is this? And I think I this is what I was thinking of when I was watching the movie. Is the Franz Franz character? Is he a stereotype? Not a stereotype, but like kind of a, a trope of comedies of this era because i think that i've seen this character this flamboyant vaguely european character in a couple of movies and it's definitely a thing i think do you guys do you guys agree that it's a bit of a trope do you think that
0: the the flamboyant like wedding planner thing or wedding
1: planner fashion designer interior designer like
0: I mean it's a very of the 90s thing, I think.
1: Like Beverly Hills Cops got one. Yeah. Like uh Shanghai Knights got has got one. Well, I mean I would even consider
3: uh even though the character is is a like I don't want to parody is the wrong word of an actual person, the fashion designer from The Incredibles.
0: Yeah, Edna. Edna Mode, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like, the thing is this guy like
3: she's pretty yeah. much the same thing as this and she falls into that same narrative but i feel like she was actually there was an actual fashion designer that she's based off of and and in Gilmore girls they have the exact same characterish of that person that's in like the first season for like one episode but still um so yeah i i think it's just like a arts
1: stereotype personality thing like an artistic type like yeah let's let's get an artistic type and let's heighten it okay we'll make him vaguely european and very flamboyant and like that's it yeah yeah
3: or just flamboyant (laughs) that's fair because i've seen that too where it's not foreign it's just flamboyant did you think yeah
0: and there's also the his his uh, business partner played by B.D. Wong. Like they, they yeah. don't say it because it's it's the '90s, but you know, yeah, you know,
1: you know, yeah. I um, did you did you guys like this compared to the other versions of this of this kind of tropey thing? Because I did, I liked what they did it, with
0: him. It's it's not it's not offensive. No, it it's it's just it's just com- comedic. Like the it's not going setting out to offend anyone. It's there to make you laugh and entertain you Uh, because it's just ridiculous. Like the, the jazzercise, the collapsing under Steve Martin's weight in the (laughs) foyer. um, Like that. It's so physical. Like it's, it's a mix of the voice. So you have the sound element, you have the visual element of it. It, It's like, a, and then you have the, the dynamics with the other characters where he's like, so you have the physical, you have the physicality of it, the sound of it, and then the relationship of it. Like there, mm-hmm. it works on so many levels that it it's just pure entertainment.
1: I think that's why he worked for me a lot better in the second movie too. And yeah. I like your analysis a lot of like, he understands him now in the second one. And why that's a lot deeper than I thought. And I like that a lot.
0: Well, I think they did that in the, uh, Oh, oh you're talking about George understanding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, because even when you get uh, to part three-ish, which was a COVID skit that they did over Zoom, one of the jokes in there is Robert De Niro is the father of the bride now. Like, uh, Maddie from these films is getting married over Zoom to his uh, fiance from Tick, Tick, Boom and the the Barbie (laughs) movie. And when Franck starts performing the ceremony, Robert De Niro's like, huh? And and Steve Martin's like, welcome to the party, bud. Like, <laughs> like Niro just doesn't understand a word out of Frank's mouth. And that's, that's why. Cause they, they all have an understanding. Like, it's not even just Martin Short having the understanding of what the character is. It's, it's Nancy Myers as well, who wrote and directed that. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a cool, a cool feature of that.
0: Um, there are some funny moments in this that I, I quote a lot with my uh, family. The, 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 the roles thing being one that was a, a big hit for a while. But the other thing is like some, the other thing that I'll do occasionally is do I know you like after the prostate, <laughs> <Like, laughs> the, the, the weirdest thing about, about that was like, there's just a prostate exam room and they have a sign on the door. Says- like, <laughs> that, that was almost enough to take me out of the, the, the realism of the movies. <laughs> Like I, I, I will take everything up to a point, but then that's like, okay, really? Like,
1: they don't need a whole room for this. We don't we
0: don't this we, we don't need it. Yeah,
3: we don't need um. a whole room and a special doctor that just does that.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So, looking at the Franck character in Father of the Bride, Part One and Two, and mm-hmm. and I, I guess three ish, three ish as well. Uh, is the character funny? Is is Martin Short funny as Franck?
1: Yes. Yeah. Undeniably, yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: All I'm right. gonna say yes.
0: Uh, we also took a look at the SNL sketch. Ryan couldn't finish it. Um, no, I couldn't. <laughs> it,
3: it's shame. a shame.
0: It 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 was. I like part three. Ryan, check out the part three one that they did over COVID. I think okay. you'll enjoy that a little bit more. Um,
1: I had the opposite. I love the SNL sketch way more.
0: I know you did and I I I know that's how you would be and I know <laughs> I know how Ryan's, Ryan's going to be a little bit of a bigger fan of the the, the heartfelt thing that they did over covid you're going to like the hey we're going to make fun of the ridiculousness of these movies yep um, yep yep, yep. cuz what is it father of the bride part 8 <laughs> yep.
1: yeah yeah like seven divorces later or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that uh i mean um, just some of the some of the commentary we're like Carrie and Culkin. Did you forget he was in these movies? He's in Secession now. Good for him.
0: Like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: happy to, yeah.
0: yeah it, it, it's funny watching these movies now after watching Secession.
1: Yeah, because
0: it puts a whole new rate. New, like, if you picture him, like, picture those characters from Succession, like in 90, in that, in that age range. It's like, oh, that's weird. Like, it is. Yeah, like they're just they're just that much older than me and have that much more money than I do. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so I've got we pulled a lot of things about a lot of other roles from Martin Short's career that we have graphics for. So we're going to go through them and do it like a speed round of. Uh, do we think Martin Short is funny in this? Um, some of them we haven't seen in a while. Some of them. uh one of us asked for us to pull um, and not the others so one of us is gonna have to defend him uh, the uh, one that I didn't, the one that I did not get to pull a graphic for was the one Ryan asked for right before we went live for the third t- first time <laughs> 20 hours ago Mars attacks <laughs> um I haven't seen Mars attacks in a while but I like everyone in that movie so I'm gonna say yeah. yes he is funny in that
1: Absol- absolutely absolutely in that yes for me yeah because I
3: mean he's the one that um Tries to pick up the alien in the women's
1: suit.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, he's very funny in this. Yes. Uh,
0: all right. Next, we have Three Amigos. This is the inter- introduction to Martin Short and Steve Martin as a duo. Uh, Chevy Chase is there too, being Chevy <laughs> Chase. Um, but like he's, Chevy Chase is sitting at the piano while Steve Martin and Martin Short are singing My Little Buttercup in a Mexican plant. Uh, yes. Uh, Mexican bar. Uh, I say, yes, he's funny in this
3: for me, undeniably funny in this. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it, liking it. So
0: it hasn't aged. Well, they're, like, the yeah, three, no, they, there are elements to. of it that have <laughs> not aged well. Uh, Chevy yeah. chase being the least of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, I think he is funny in this. Um, next we have, uh, Jiminy Glick. Uh, I have the poster up here for Jiminy Glick and La, La Wood. Do you, are you guys familiar with his character of Jiminy Glick?
1: I am, yeah.
0: Okay, I almost had you guys watch Jiminy Glick and in La, La Wood because he plays Jiminy Glick in this, but he also plays um, David Lynch. <laughs> so I was oh, watching weird. the trailer as you guys were doing the Dune tr- Dune episode last week. I was like, maybe I just <laughs> ma- maybe I just make them watch this. That's my Jiminy oh, Glick no. impression. Um Jimmy Glick is a Hollywood uh, movie critic who did celebrity interviews on a Comedy Central show in the early two thousands. And then they did a movie of it. He's very, it's very much what it's a, it's a extension of Martin short as like, if you've listened to Martin short on podcasts lately, where he's just like insulting Conan O'Brien for fun, it's an extension of that, but without it being Martin short that you're looking at, like it's this heavier, um, naive man who's just like, so tell me what is it like? Like, it, it's like this whole shtick. And I yeah. I, I I like Jiminy Click. I think he's funny as Jiminy Click.
1: Okay. I This seems like a Between Two Ferns the movie situation mm-hmm. almost. Uh, Th-
0: this is... Yeah. I, I'm talking more about the... I like the character of Jiminy Click.
1: Okay. You don't like the movie as much?
0: I've never seen the movie.
1: Uh, oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I
0: just, want to talk, I I just wanted to talk yeah. about me like
1: <laughs> I can't weigh in on this one it this I looks like either. a hard this looks like a hard sell for me based on the pictures I, I'm seeing I,
0: I will have to send you some Jiminy Glick interviews uh um, please do next up we have treasure planet
1: yeah uh so he I plays don't the remember robot who a character he was he plays he plays a robot oh okay. in this one uh this is one of my weird ones uh I'm gonna say no. He's not funny in this, even though you submitted it. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm throwing bombs out here, man. Like they're not okay. all they're not all swings. That's fine. But I'm just I, saying I no because yeah. this is the movie where they breathe in space. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad reason. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's a little too much in this.
0: I'm. I... <sighs> You know, that's that's one of the things that people have been saying about Martin Short is he is a bit much. That's that's my wife's biggest critique of him. It's like he's too much. Like he's too loud. He's too in your face. And I was like, OK, I, I get that. Like, that's it's not he's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i going to not weigh in on this one because I've only seen the movie once in the last few years okay. and I, I can't remember it well enough. OK, go listen so to is, our, treasure, our go listen to our Treasure Planet episode to see what I thought. Yeah, these
1: are this is our first no for Martin Short then.
0: Yeah. All right. So the next one I pulled is uh Captain Ron with Martin Short and Kurt Russell. Uh so this is Martin Short hires a boat captain to take his family on a on a let me look up the actual de- definition. The, the 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 actual synopsis. Um what I know about this movie is it's different for him because he's playing the straight man. It
1: looks like he is.
0: So, like everything i uh, Chicagoan inherits an old yacht. He, his wife, daughter, and son fly the Caribbean Island to hire a dubious Captain Ron to sell them on an adventure to Miami. So, he pretty much plays the George Banks to Captain Ron's Franck. Like, yeah. Uh Captain Raw like a lot of things go wrong in this. Uh he and he's just trying to keep it together. And I'm pretty sure he snaps by the end of it. Um but I just remember like it's a good example of him not going loud and being crazy the whole time. Like he does play the straight man in this, so Mm -hmm. the comedic straight man. So So is he funny in that for you then? I think I think it shows range, so I'm gonna say yes.
1: Okay, okay.
0: I I need to watch it again. It's been years, but...
1: Have you seen this one, Ryan?
3: No.
0: Okay. I have not. Good talk. Okay. Uh, All right. Next we have the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause.
1: Have you guys seen this? No. I refuse. Okay. So I had recently said I hadn't and then watched a trailer and went, oh, yeah, I did watch this one. He's the best part of the movie. Is he? I don't like I genuinely don't like Tim Allen very much. He's the best part of this movie. I think he's very funny and is the reason to watch this movie.
0: I was when I looked at this poster I was like, it, that's such a weird combination, but why does it seem familiar? I completely forgot the the two of them were in Jungle to Jungle together. Where I think Martin I was, Short yeah. Martin Short also plays a straight man in that. Like he's like the the he he's like the the business partner's assistant to Tim Allen or like partner or something.
1: Yeah. I was almost going to bring that movie up, but I don't remember it well enough to like say whether I liked him in it, but no, this movie, he is funny. I will say that.
0: Yeah. Ryan thoughts on the Santa Claus three, the escape clause.
1: I've never seen it. Okay. Oh, you're missing out. All
0: right. Uh, Finally, the last one we have is only murders in the building. Uh, Ryan, have you watched this show yet? No. Okay. Devin, are you caught up on this show yet?
1: I am, I think, two episodes behind. Okay. But I'm I'm basically there.
0: Okay. I watched the latest episode that dropped today. Yeah. Right before this. Um, I will say this about Martin Short's character. I mentioned before how my wife thinks Martin Short is a bit much. Yeah. This show won her o- over on Martin Short.
1: I think he's pitch um, perfect in this show.
0: I think they both are. Um, both being Martin Short and Steve Martin. Because uh, the one thing that I like appreciated with having just watched both Father of the Brides from the <laughs> from the early 90s and then watching this is like Steve Martin has not skipped a beat. Like no. there's a moment in the latest episode where he's just performing this song and I'm like, he he doesn't look like he's aged a day since 91 and the the physicality is still there to a Mm -hmm. point. Like I think the gray hairs probably helped him with that, but he's just as energetic and enthusiastic a performer as he was then. And I think Martin short is the same. Um, The two of them are both very funny on this show, but they're, they also get to play the dramatic on here and it's not something you get to see from them often. Um, but yeah, this show, like they're, they're the reason that this is one of my favorite shows on television. And I think Selena Gomez is also like a great foil to the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, she has succeeded where Chevy chase failed.
1: Um, (laughs) I, I don't know if you have this, but Ramon and I definitely have moments in the show where we both turn to each other and we go, can we just be Selena Gomez? Can we just be best friends with these two, please?
0: There was a moment where they turned to Selena Gomez in the show and say, oh yeah, you're young, but you definitely give off old lady energy. Like, yeah, you're, de- <laughs> you're definitely like 70. And I was like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I love this show. I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it and I'm going to say yes, Martin Short is funny in this.
1: Oh yeah, me too. 100% Un- undeniably very funny. Ryan. So,
0: are you, are you are you do you have any interest in ha- ha- only murders in the building? I would be so maybe
3: happy it,
1: if you watch this.
3: May, maybe 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 at some point, but I think this falls into a category of why I was kind of dreading the original idea for this would be like us picking like might our like favorite, like Martin short, like times he showed up in shows or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> because when I was looking up and I, I have his film filmography up now for like acting. And the problem with him is that he was either like past the year, like as of like 2000, let's start with like 1997. Everything that he's in, almost everything he's in, is either geared to an audience that was either way younger than me, because he did voice acting and some animated stuff, or stuff that would have been in my age group, but when I saw the preview for it, I was just not interested in it at all. So he was just one of those actors that a lot of the stuff that he was in was, like, a miss one one. Uh, one way or the other, mm-hmm. okay. but one thing that stood out uh, when I was looking this up was Kristen brought up the fact that her favorite thing that he did that she finds him hysterical in is Make a Wish, where where he plays a fairy godmother. Ha!
0: Huh.
3: You heard that right. Yeah, <laughs> a fairy godmother.
0: <laughs> part of, like looking at his filmography, like not even just the stuff he's acted in. Like part of me wonders if I'm such a big fan of his just from his talk show appearances. 14 appearances on tonight's show. Uh, at least with Jimmy Fallon, um, f- just as many on Conan on TBS, uh, n- numerous award shows like, and like the Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast that he's been on, like are just hysterical. Um, so I think I, I know him more as a performer outside of acting, then I do like acting cuz like looking through his filmography I did struggle too with like finding something that I wanted to talk about that we that would fit the show um we got there with Father Bride Part 2 but yeah I, I think if you have Devin if you haven't already I recommend his book, his uh memoir
1: Oh, I don't know that one.
0: Yeah, it's called I Must Say and the pictures like him they like ha like it's
1: I love that.
0: It's funny and it's heartbreaking uh, because he talks about his wife who passed away. Um, Uh He talks about Gilda Radner, who he was close with in the early days of SCTV and SNL. Um, It's a very compelling book um, and I highly recommend it. It's been years since I read it, but it's a high recommend for me.
1: I I love that. And I'm really excited to read that because I just I I find him so interesting. So here's something that you had kind of touched on that I'm really curious about, and we won't have to take too much time about this. What what was the crux of the article that said that he wasn't funny?
0: Let me look it up.
1: Because while you're looking it up, let me tell you what I'm seeing, right? I'm seeing a comedian that started in the 80s, transitioned into the 90s, and is still funny today, and is still doing very funny, very good work today comedy as a platform and as a and as a movie genre ages the worst and ages the fastest and to see somebody successfully navigate several decades of a comedic a generally comedic career well and still be considered very funny and not someone that gets lost in the 90s or that someone kind of rolls their eyes at i think is incredible and a great example of that i think is, is adam sandler Right, Adam Sandler comes out with a new movie. No one's really excited because, yeah, right, we all remember Billy Madison and he was funny in Billy Madison, but we, we're all kind of over Billy Madison and that style of comedy, but he isn't. Martin Short keeps kind of reinventing that and making it current, and that's, that's not nothing.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so the... Um the article is on slate.com It's Mm -hmm. called why we keep putting up with Martin short is only murders in the building star, a comic genius or the most annoying actor on earth. So pretty much just talking about how he, he, this guy just doesn't think he's funny. Um, and he pulls out specific characters like Ed Grimley, who was an SNL character that he did. Um, Uh, I find Martin Short's whole shtick exhausting, sweaty, and desperately unfunny. Uh, throughout his evolution of from sketch comedy standout to uneasy movie star to twice failed talk show host to a, a, enthusiastic song and dance man, I've wrinkled my nose. Um, I mean, he does a lot, and I feel like this guy is just like, yeah, it's not for me, and it's not. If it's not for you, it's not for you. That's like fine, I'm, like yeah, you don't need to go on and write. Uh, Super long article about it Like this guy wrote a thesis on why Martin Short's He doesn't think Martin Short's funny
1: But I think his statement of like The most annoying comedian of all time Like is ridiculous In a world where we also still have Tom Green
0: (laughs) Yeah Um, Sorry if you you like some sausage? Yeah sorry (laughs) if
1: you really loved Freddy Got Fingered <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know I
0: so, so yeah. what what is our consensus is Martin short yes! funny?
1: yes he's hilarious yes. absolutely get out of here slate writer sorry I don't Whenever know I, yeah.
3: I hear about like an opinion piece about humor I can't help but think about a documentary I saw about humor and how they had Lewis Black on talking about how ridiculous it is to criticize humor or try to like like throw critics into the mix when it comes to humor because it is so subjective. When it comes to like your taste and what you find funny.
1: That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I yeah like I said I had one of the best Lewis nights. Black. Yeah, Lewis no, you're right. Black. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. had like one of the best nights watching my Proveglia stand up. I talked to some coworkers about it and went I love stand up and they just go, I don't like stand up. And fair. They're yeah, allowed yeah. to not like stand-up. That's totally a valid opinion. That doesn't yeah, mean they're wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. I
3: have to watch any stand-up special that I watch. I have to wait for Kristen not to be home because she can't stand stand-up
1: specials. Yeah, man. And that's fair. <laughs> I'll watch stand-up oh, specials on repeat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I, yeah, comedy is subjective. And if he doesn't find Martin Short funny, that that's fine by him.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't I know. It. Now that we're talking about subjective comedy opinions, I have one quick question, yes. and this might be yes. unfair. Uh, what is the one thing that you find very funny that you understand that not a lot of people do? I'll start. Mine is I Think You Should Leave. It's a Netflix show with Tim Robinson. I think it's the funniest show, like, ever. And I'll bring Romana into the room and be like, watch this skit. And she'll be like two seconds. Like, this is dumb and I hate this.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> right? 99 burgers, 99 fries, 99 shakes. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so funny. I've only seen clips of it online and um, I've liked a lot of what I've seen. I just haven't sat down and watched the show yet.
1: Oh, I, I watch it fir- on loop.
0: I kind of forget that I have a Netflix subscription sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Ryan, about you? how about out. you? What's the one thing you find funny that not many other people do?
3: Uh,
2: Did
0: you answer?
3: That's that's tough. No, okay. I didn't. Please, it's just please, it's, please it's, it's. Please say baseball. Please say baseball. Really <laughs> tough. Uh,
1: why? What does that have anything to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Throwing you a line, Ryan. I have no idea. No. Um, it's a tough question, and it's a bit unfair.
3: It's a tough question because i i need time to like sit down and like try to like do i bring up a a, like a specific comedian that like is like kind of like on the edge that i find funny that a lot of people don't or do Mm -hmm. i bring up like an old comedy movie that i know is isn't that popular anymore and like i could say man man with two brains because i know that movie has not aged well at all since that came out so i mean i still find stuff like that funny Mm -hmm. um but it could also be like a killer clown smutter space i love corny comedies that's like
1: yeah that's an incredible example i mean not everyone's gonna get the humor in that
0: yeah uh for me the the comedy that i i appreciate but other people might not and i get that is myself
1: (laughs) Uh. (laughs) oh i Uh, like your jokes alan
0: uh, but no, seriously. Um, probably Weird Al. Like I know the three of us like Weird Al, but there, there's not to say my wife, but my wife doesn't appreciate Weird Al as much as I do. We um,
1: we we're, were a bubble, us three. Yeah,
0: yeah. She definitely didn't appreciate him be coming up in a, our best man's wedding speech. Um, <laughs> That was oh, I was proud of that wedding speech, yeah. by no, the way. You should be. You should be. Uh I I, <laughs> I, I, I kid. Um but no, I think it's something like that. Like I, I can get it. Like it's not for everyone. Like you mm-hmm. like w- I get excited when Amish Paradise comes on 90 is on nine and she's upset that it's not gangsters paradise. Like it's like yeah, but I, I, I gotta win a few. Like, come on. Yeah, right. Um Yeah. Alright, so I think that does it for this week's episode. Yeah. Um Join us next week, where Ryan is supposed to be your pick. Do you want to skip next week and just do Rogue One, or do you want to make that your pick?
1: Do we want the Star Wars fight next week, Ryan?
3: Yes, I do. Because okay. I really, because I really need to bury this one, one, one last time.
1: Because <laughs> I keep bringing this up. This is like yeah, my like hard fast opinion about this movie.
0: All right. And well,
1: I think you need a second watch just to
3: get it out of your system. Good. Let's do it.
0: All right. So join us next week where we talk about uh, Star Wars, Rogue One, a Star Wars story right here on You Have to Watch this podcast. You can listen to us. Uh, watch You can watch us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can also listen to You Have to Watch this podcast on all major podcasting platforms the day after or catch up on our our older episodes on YouTube. Uh, if you did not catch it live on Facebook last week, because it went to my page and not the show's page, uh, <laughs> Devin and Ryan did review Dune. So you can go check that out on our YouTube page and on our podcast feed. Uh, the 1984 Dune with, uh, by David Lynch. Um, yeah. But you guys talked about both of them, I think, a little bit. We bridged we did, the gap yeah. a bit, yeah. yeah.
3: That and some of um, the book. like It was kind of like an all-encompassing Dune conversation
0: yeah and I, I trolled you in the chat a little bit too so i loved it um so yeah uh, join us next week for star war rogue one a star wars story and until then i'm alan
1: i'm ryan and i'm Devin.
0: and may the force be with you